So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 4 of Life After Lockup. On this episode, Christiana invites her son Devin to her wedding, Lacey calls Big Daddy John, Nicole calls Deontay hoping he'll be a sugar daddy, Brittany plans on how to spend Ray's paycheck, Stan is getting texts from a woman that Lisa doesn't approve of, and Marcelino finds out about Brittany's business embezzlement situation. Please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Uh, things are going okay. It's starting to feel like fall over here. It's not feeling like fall here yet. It's still hot. It stays hot until like October. We had like a little stretch, but then nope, still summer. Yeah, yeah. The fall is in full swing. Uh, schools like in full swing. Everything is, yep, feeling like uh, getting ready for Halloween and Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, that's a good time of year. I, I absolutely love fall. Fall's great. It's all right. I don't mind Halloween, Thanksgiving, but yeah, I like I like football. That's good too. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you have going on with your couples? All right, so let's well, let's start off with Stan and Lisa. So poor Stan, he's not feeling very well, and uh, Lisa is threatening him to take his temperature rectally rather than orally. But you know, an even. But then she realizes that orally is a better de- better decision because once she sticks a thermometer in his mouth, he can't talk back anymore. <laughs> so she ends up cooking up some prison remedies for his sickness that involve like cough drops and vapor rub, which I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to ingest. No. But also boiling it down and stuff. Anyway, so Lisa then leaves the room to model some of the things she bought with Stan's card yesterday and Stan gets a text. We don't really see what's on the text. But she comes back and shows him one outfit and he, you know, immediately checks the most important part, the price tag, which was like $90 for what basically looked like a sports bra. But she says, you know, she needs all this stuff. She needs it because, it, you know, it's for working out and it makes her feel better and look better. And she also needs to improve herself. She needs a laptop and school supplies. So she needs, you know, it's in addition to the $350 she spent yesterday on workout clothes, she now also needs $400 worth of school supplies. But he should just cough that up because, again, it's for bettering herself. Stan says, you know, that he already spent around $25,000 on Lisa and he's disappointed that, you know, getting more money out of him is all she seems to talk about. He tries to explain – he starts to try to explain to her <laughs> that the millions he has is actually locked up in stocks and he doesn't just have a fat wad of cash money laying around for her to spend. But, you know, there is a call that loses his train of thought. He tries to say it's a spam call or a junk call, but Lisa pushes it. And apparently it's um, Tina, I think her name was, which is some woman he was talking to. Uh, he says he was talking about her years ago, but is, I don't know, still talking to her now, but says it's innocent, but it pisses Lisa off. So she leaves the room and rants and raves about how she could get a billionaire. And Stan is a player or whatever. And then Stan, who's sitting there with the cat in his lap and the blanket pulled up to his chest because he is really an old man in this one, <laughs> says that, you know, now he has a 100 problems because a bitch is one. So why would he mess with another one? 
So he says that with Tina, he's not trying to get with her or anything. He's just being friendly. Somebody texts you. You have to text back. Mm. So anyway, Lisa comes back and she has an ultimatum. Do you either commit to me or commit to all the other hoes? So she gives him 48 hours to either stop calling her or you know, break things off or to buy her a big fat ring. You know, five or 10,000 ought to be enough. Okay. So I think I know where this is going. How do you buy stands? This is nothing. This is just an innocent thing. I'm just no. talking to this woman. Nope. I think that Stan is unhappy. He even mentions that he is unhappy with the physical relationship that he's having with Lisa right now. Mm -hmm. So he's just lining him up. Yeah, maybe he's not doing anything, you know, like, because he said, I'm not even seeing her right now. I believe that. I believe that he doesn't have any, he's not been making plans to see her or anything like that. But like I said, he's keeping this conversation going so that way when lisa picks up and leaves he has someone that you know he doesn't have to build something with like and take some time to get them to come over and have sex immediately because we kind of all know what stan's mo is at this point right so he's pretty much just trying to get someone lined up so as soon as lisa's out he can get sexed up again right and i mean i mean well i mean that is probably the more generous interpretation. The less mm-hmm. generous interpretation is Lisa is not sexing him up right now. And yeah. so, like, he's, you know, try. I don't think he's made it happen yet, but I think definitely lining it up for the next time there's a fight, lining it up for, yes. you know, giving kind of in his mind, being like, listen, I gave her, I gave her a month. We didn't do it in a month. So, like, obviously this was her end of the deal. Like, he even says that if we saw him like before. He said something like, you know, last time we saw him, I was like, how can I be a sugar daddy if I'm not getting any sugar? Like, yes. my man's going to get his sugar. Yeah. Okay. So, let's talk about his sickness for a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because that gross blue drink, whatever it is. <sighs> Yikes. It sounded like he pretty much just had diarrhea. I mean, they even said something at some point, but... He didn't sound like he was, like, sick. I think that's just what he always sounds like. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know? He didn't have, like, a sore throat or anything. So why are they making some weird concoction? Is that going to help his diarrhea? And why are you trying to stick an old-school thermometer up your ass, like, when you have diarrhea? That seems like a bad <laughs> combination. Bad, bad com- well, you know, of course, once, once a thermometer is used as a rectal thermometer once, it is forever a rectal thermometer. It yes. doesn't go back. <laughs> like that's no. the one. Oh, Don't use – yeah, that's the thermometer where somebody's digging through. Don't use that one. I mean, not that people should be digging through and using your old ones. But for the for my kids and stuff, I was like, not the red one. The red – no, use the blue one. The blue one, okay. Like, because, oh, yeah. gosh. Once that's that, that, that's stuck. And I think at this point okay. we've gotten rid of it. But Why does he have an old school thermometer? Oh like, my God. how hard is it to get a digital thermometer? With like the mercury in it. They cost like $8 yes. with the digital ones. And they. And, I know. And the old school ones, you have to like have them in your mouth for like three full minutes or something ridiculous. Yes. yes. It's like, and that's why he shut up because he's got this. I can't even read it. And they're hard to read. It's just, he they needs the are. big. The big put it in your put it in your under your tongue. Wait like fifteen seconds. Get the giant number readout because you know he needs the giant number readout. Yep. And yeah, just be done exactly. with it. Exactly. Yeah. He just uh, he just that, that's just Stan. He's like cheap. Doesn't want to buy anything. Yeah. While we're while we're gonna do thermometer, this one's perfectly fine. This one's perfectly <laughs> fine. It's it's it's. I've been using this one thirty for for forty years. It's fine. 
Oh, speaking of which, all through when I was a child, uh, we had those mood ring, like, thermometers. It's like the ones that heat up to, cer- like, they change colors or something. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the disposable ones where you put them under and they're like, but, but it, it would no, like. No, uh, no, this was a forehead one. Oh, and it was just like this random one. strip. Okay. And it had numbers on it. And there was like, uh, you know, like colors, uh, like, I don't know, little like changing color things underneath it. And the whatever the color was under the number, like, I don't know, it's like a mood ring. It changed based right. on. I mean, it's one of those things that like having having, you know, being in the middle of raising kids, to be honest, is like when they're younger. You don't use the thermometer. I wonder if you have a fever because you know if they have a fever because you touch them and yeah. you're like, you're radiating heat. You are. You clearly have a fever. Like, and sometimes you want to be like, "Wow, is it such a high fever that they need to go to the doctor for this?" But it's never yeah. like, "I wonder if you have a fever." Here's a thermometer. Because if you can't right. like feel it, it's not really gonna be all that far out of the ordinary. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about her hair for a second. Ooh. Like, this is one of the few inmates that we have. Where her mugshot looks actually better than her in real life. And I realized it's because she had, like, regular hair in her mugshot. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even know what's going on. She has They're to know bad. it looks really, really bad. They look – it looks like ropes. Like, it's like yeah. string. It's like almost like doll hair, right? The way it's all, like, yes. attached there. Um, yes. But, yeah, they don't They don't blend in. They're, they're, you can see the knots at the top of her hair. Like, yeah. It's it's not good. No. And she would look better um, with her super short boy haircut that she came out with. Yeah, I kind of think so too. Okay, now that we've kind of got all those superficial things out of the way, I think that Stan, I don't know what he kind of expects to happen, but I don't know if he was afraid to get up because he would like diarrhea himself, <laughs> but it's just like he made zero attempt to try explain himself further to try to stop Lisa. He he really kind of like half-assed, half-heartedly called across the room, Lisa, did you leave? Did she leave? And it's just like, and like did she leave? I can't believe it. that's unbelievable. But he had, right. you know what he had, and this is something that you don't you, you don't like cats, so you don't know it. He had the cat lap thing. The cat was sitting in his lap. You can't get up. Mm-hmm. It's just like there. You're like, oh, if I get up, the cat's gonna move. I don't want to get up for this. But I just think clearly she blows up at him all the time, and he's just like, mm-hmm. all right, is this a real one, or are you just like blowing off steam? I don't even know what's going on here. Whatever. Like, I mean, and I definitely think. I definitely think he's really getting to the point where he's like, listen, if you're not going to put out, I, I'm not going to engage in this. I don't need to fight for this. Whatever. Well, here's the other thing that I'm confused about with their relationship. I'm confused about who wants to get married, who doesn't want to get married. Because the last time I checked, sure. Stan was the one who wanted to get married. Because remember that whole situation with the car? And he was just like, well, I want to make sure that she's committed if I'm going to buy her this car. So when are we going to set a date? And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to be dealing with like setting a date. And now she's the one demanding a ring and like for them to set a wedding date. So I'm just like, well, I don't she means understand. She's definitely demanding a you better spend money on me as a, as and again, as something that you're all in on this um, instead of, you know, actually wanting to move toward marriage. It's definitely more about the ring than it is about the wedding. Um, mm hmm. But, I mean, he can buy her a ring. He can buy – well, apparently he can't because she mentioned something being like $7,000 and he was like, we don't have that. 
or like it maybe it was in seven hundred dollars, and he was like, "We don't have that." So, yeah. so much of his money is locked away in this because we both know he's clearly counting his retirement account as like mm-hmm. his millions of dollars, and he's kind of cash poor. Like he has to like cash out stocks to get the money and stuff like that. And he's like, "Well, we just don't have it." Um, so I don't know if he's going to be able to just go out and grab his five thousand dollar, ten thousand dollar ring. Yeah, I I don't know, but well, the other thing too is how much, how much money have you spent on workout clothes? Because three fifty seems like a lot. Okay, so when you were saying the tag that he was looking at were for her pants, oh. and for leggings to be ninety dollars, that's pretty standard, I would say. So like, if you get like a Lululemon. Like, Lululemons are, like, 90 to 120. Um, If you get any kind of, like, standard, like, department store leggings, I would say 70 to 100 is a pretty, like, normal range. So $90 for those pants, not surprised at all. Um, That's that's kind of crazy because that's one of those things that is clearly way more expensive for women because, like, men's shorts are all, like, $15. (laughs) yeah but it's different too because yeah you can wear those leggings to work out but the reality is those leggings are very like slimming and they're very flattering and so you know women want to buy it because it makes them look good yeah yeah i think i've i think i've spent yeah in total maybe like yeah i guess and i have a lot of workout clothes i have enough to like work out every day for like two weeks and i've probably in total spent like two hundred dollars over the past decade on all of them yeah and so it's like she went out and got like three outfits. I was like, oh, geez. But, you know, because there's weirdly things that are like that where if you buy the men's version, it's so much cheaper. Or if you buy the women's version, it's so much cheaper. I don't think there is a men's version for. No, well, I'm saying it's workout clothes in general. Not necessarily. Like, well, oh, yeah. That's like, uh, is that even workout so much as just general athleisure fashion? Well, the men's athleisure <laughs> yeah. is, is even cheaper. Like, um. Because, because the other one, I was, I was, well, I was thinking about something else, and I forgot which one it was. It's more expensive for men and women. <laughs> that it, it goes because, like, yeah, because oh, the other one, it's not leggings, but those, like, I have like compression pants that you wear under basketball shorts, right? And uh-huh. those are like twenty bucks. Like, it's not anything. It's crazy. Okay, well, I mean, like, I have leggings that are like legitimately workout leggings. They don't. Like, they're not flattering like a Lululemon, like, legging, mm-hmm. you know? And those are, like, 30 bucks, so it's not right. like they so don't she didn't exist. Right, so she didn't buy these to, for her self-improvement of being able to work out. She bought well, them because they I look mean, cute. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to look cute to work out, right? Because otherwise, how are you going to get motivated to work out? Oh, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> girl logic, girl logic. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about Brittany and Ray. Speaking of money, so Ray is getting into work mode, which has been an adjustment, but it's making Ray feel really proud. Brittany is shopping with her sister Jackie, already planning on how to spend Ray's money because he should be getting his paycheck any day now. Brittany tells Jackie that they have not been using birth control and they've been talking about kids and marriage. Ray is telling his friend that he would feel better if he had money to pay for, you know, all these life expenses. Back at the warehouse, Ray tells his friend Tremario that he plans on paying some bills and just saving the rest of his first paycheck. Ray then gets a look at his paycheck and he is shocked at how much is being taken out with taxes. Ray is starting to understand why people would sell drugs. 
Later, Brittany comes home with her shopping bags where Ray makes some comment about her spending money. Ray then seems kind of down and tells her that he got his paycheck. Brittany is just overly excited, and then Ray says he feels like he's working for nothing and shows her the paycheck. Brittany's face kind of falls, but she's still positive and says that it's a paycheck and a great first step. Ray says he's used to getting thousands a day, and Brittany points out that what he did really pissed off the government, so, you know, I can't do that anymore. Brittany tries to show Ray how paychecks work in a lesson using dry pasta, which ends up with a lot of pasta in the trash yeah. can. Both are getting frustrated, and Ray says he just doesn't want to talk about it and leaves the room, leaving Brittany to finish up making dinner. Okay, so uh, they clearly both had different ideas of how Ray's first paycheck was going to get spent. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Brittany and Ray actually talked about how they were going to spend his first paycheck before he actually got I it? I definitely do not think they did. I think she made assumptions because he's going to step up. He's yeah. going to do the right thing, which... Yep, which is buy me buy stuff. Buy me stuff, spoil me. I don't know. That one that really left a sour taste in my mouth. Um mm -hmm. that's just like why why would he do that? Especially when she came off of it later. So I definitely feel like her um man, her tone. I just I love the change in everything mm -hmm. she was saying as soon as she saw the paycheck. Right. Yeah. Like she had all this. He's going to buy me all this stuff. He's going to spoil me. He's going to treat me right. And then her face is just like, oh, like, oh, gee. You don't make a lot. <laughs> like, so, so how much do you think it was? I don't – a couple hundred. I mean, he said it was what? He said they took 600 from him. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing is, is that um, he technically got paid, so he must have been in the middle. So maybe that's also because it sounded like he had been working for two weeks and he was getting his first paycheck, oh. which likely mm -hmm. was only for one weeks of work, right? Because of you know how that always kind of you well, get I've a had paycheck. Job, I've had jobs where you don't get a paycheck for four weeks. Like you get yeah, your first, right. you get your first paycheck for the first pay period after you've worked the second pay period. So he might have been sure. working for three weeks and then got a paycheck for one week, right? If he came in on the middle. Yeah. So it sounded like it was for a week, and so I don't know how much you would make. Yeah, not you know? not a ton. Um, and it depends on yeah. if he thought he was getting paid for that week or whatever. But nobody really clarified that for him. They were just like, yeah, that's the way it is. Everybody pays taxes, but <laughs> you know, it's. Which is – which uh, I mean, it is frustrating, but it's also one of those things mm -hmm. that if you were Ray's age and you had been working since you were 18, you'd just be like, that's, yeah, I understand. That's the way that's it is. That's just how it is. I'll make it work. Yeah. yeah, and I'm surprised that Brittany wasn't more realistic about it as well yes. because she knows how much he makes hourly. She must have some idea compared to like how much she makes hourly. Right. Or whatever, or her salary. Like, she must have some idea. And so for her to be shocked by his paycheck is like, well, did you not figure that yeah, out? Did, did he not even tell her how much she was making hourly, right? Especially when – He must have because I thought he was talking about how much he made hourly with, when she was over with the family because he was talking about it with the family. Mm-hmm. Mm so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a matter of because it sounded like he was making 15 an hour, if I remember correctly, because I remember his uncle Vernon said something like, well, that'll get me out of bed, you know, in the oh, morning, uh -huh. like motivating me to work or something. Right. I thought like either his uncle or his dad said something like that. So, you know, $15 an hour is pretty decent. Like, 
It's, but I mean, I guess that's minimum wage-ish nowadays. That's going to be the minimum wage in Maryland eventually. Now, most well in California, I was going to say our minimum wage, I think, is fourteen fifty. Yeah, so I think ours close. is ours is going to be fifteen it in by like twenty twenty four or something, and it's like going up yeah. like incrementally until then. Um, yeah, and so. Like, I don't know what it is, but he was in – they're in Texas though. So, that doesn't seem like a kind of state that would be like, yes, we're raising the minimum wage for everybody. <laughs> right. Right. But it just – But it's still, that's pretty okay money, I would say. It is. And he's starting to – I I get his frustration, but he definitely is mm-hmm. starting to get that. Um, And I guess part of it was probably Brittany's fault that she's trying to – seems like she was trying to change it. He doesn't like that we're spending your money and my money doesn't do shit. Right. And I don't feel like I'm I I don't feel like I'm contributing and I feel like I owe you whatever, whatever, whatever. He feels like he's an inadequate partner or, you know, whatever it is. That's that's why he's feeling some kind of way is not because it's, you know, just a a, a low paycheck, but it's such a much lower paycheck than hers that he can't do things like, um, you know, spoil her. Right. He which is funny. I love the way they were switching back and forth between that. Of her being like, oh, he's going to spoil me. He's going to know that first paycheck belongs to me. Everybody knows that. And then go to him being like, yeah, I think I'm going to pay some bills and then save it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, does this guy even know he has like a girlfriend, fiance or anything? Or is this guy just like. Oh my gosh. A demanding one right? of that. But I think she'll be a little bit more understanding now that she Well, that's Well, that's right. Because paycheck. at the end when he – after he – Threw away all the pasta by throwing it into a trash can that didn't have a bag in it. I was very concerned. I was like, why doesn't the – no, don't do that. It's good pasta. Stop. But then she was like, it's our money. It belongs to us. And so I don't know. I don't know how she's going to deal with that. Yeah. Mm. All right. This is after he was cutting the onions by like just like gently placing a knife like on top of them a little bit. It's like this is this is the fakest onion cutting I've ever seen. Oh, Ray, come on, man. I was gonna say that I actually Ray is probably one of my more favorite. Of course, people yeah, on definitely. Show, yeah, because even their fight, like, and I understand both of their frustrations. At least they get that they're not really necessarily mad at each oh, other. Oh yeah, no, right. Totally. This is like about money, right? And so Ray, how he handled it, he never raised his voice at mm-hmm. her. He was never, like, mean to her. He was just like, I just – I don't want to talk about this right now and, like, walks away. And she's just like, yes, this. Like, he just needs to, like, a little bit of space, you know, and that's how you should handle conflict, people. Right? I mean, until you – until you, I mean, you can't just – but, I mean, yes and no because some people handle conflict like that is if they do that and mm-hmm. they never talk about it again. And so nothing was ever resolved. Yeah, nothing true. has ever happened. And so it just kind of sits there and festers because next time you talk, you pretend like it didn't happen. Well, yes, I should probably say that uh, at least he wasn't reactive like we've seen right. other. Well, and, and he did he did correctly identify the thing that was making him stressed and making him angry and didn't yes. like say it was Brittany's right. fault somehow. All right. So of other people who, you know have money problems is Brittany and Marcelino, the other Brittany. Mm. So Marcelino yes. is there trying to pay bills and Brittany is feeling like shit because she's been prolonging telling him about this Robert money situation. Her friend, I guess more than friend, Amanda comes by with drinks and flowers as a housewarming thing. They hang out by the pool and she lets Amanda know what's going on. Brittany apparently was her partner in prison and now Amanda has decided that, you know what? Girls are a lot easier than guys. 
So now she's dating uh, a girl. So Brittany likes that she can still be comfortable and flirty with with um. I'm sorry, but Brittany likes that she can be f- comfortable and flirty with Amanda. But when she's saying like their goodbyes with Marcelino around, Amanda quote accidentally lets slip that well. Let me know how that Robert thing turns out. And Marcelino is immediately like, "What Robert thing?" And he knows something is up. So Brittany shoes Amanda out of the house and sits down with Marcelino to have the talk. She's not psyched to tell him now because he's already agitated because he knows that something has happened and he doesn't know what it is. But she has no choice now but to power through. She leads with, Robert is on drugs, then follows him with, and all the bank accounts have been locked, and forces him to have to ask, what happened to the money? Which she just says, it's gone. He's very upset, not just that the money is gone, but that everyone else knew before he did. And then for the rest of the argument, keeps wildly vacillating between those two things like what he's actually mm. mad about so he yells about both Brittany starts to cry about how dumb she feels and seems like she's trying to get sympathy but you know marcelino is not into giving it to her right now so like i said they keep bouncing back and forth between talking about i can't believe you trusted this guy and how our money's gone and we could have used that money for something else to veering back to i can't believe you told everybody else and i was out of the loop so he leaves and drives i don't know who knows where <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, what do you, I'll book with that. Amanda, come on, accident or no? Uh, yes ish. They were kind of drinking, uh-huh. and she said it in a way that was like, eh, but I don't know. Just knowing this show and how everything is staged, I'm gonna say it's not an yeah, accident. Not an accident. It's but innocent ish enough where it's believable as an accident. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it was pretty clear that she wasn't supposed to say anything. But I guess if you have the drinks in there, be like, because she could have, she could have said something like, all right, let me know how things turn out. Like that would have been fine. But she was like, let me know how this Robert situation turns out. And it's like, well, all of a sudden, okay, now we know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Marcelino's pants. Did you Ooh. see them? They were so Yeah. They weird. were like black on the outside and like from the crotch down had like a white almost floral pattern it was mostly white had like a floral edge it almost looked like it was made out of the world's biggest bandana yeah they just decided to like make a pair of pants out of this giant bandana yeah but the, the but the main color part of it was right where it would go like if you like if he like had peed his pants like right on the inside of his legs yes. is where all the bandana decoration yes. was Right. And then I would also say that the other thing is, and I don't know if it's like his pants making it look like this, but Marcelino's like gaining some weight. Maybe. Maybe. Is this big yeah, new house that they he's got? Not looking as, yeah, he's not looking as slim as he uh, was. I did find it really frustrating that he was getting all mad at Brittany about this. And it's just like, focus on, you know, the problem here. The problem is not Brittany, you know? The problem is really, like, Robert, you know? And yes, be mad at Robert. Yeah, and so there's – there. I mean, well, the thing is, is there are two separate problems that get getting conflated, right? One is that Robert stole the money, and that is not Brittany's fault. That is Robert's fault. She could have protected herself better, but still, at the end of the day, the person who steals the money is responsible for stealing the money. And that is that is there, but the other issue that he had was that she told everybody, like she had told Amanda earlier that day, like there were a bunch of other people that knew before he, before he did. And he was like sitting there 
next to her when she took the first phone call that said something might be up, right? So it's not like it was circumstantial that like, oh, I didn't get around to telling you. She was keeping it from him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. But also timeline-wise, she said it had only been a couple days. And she also said that she was trying to figure it out before she told him. Like, she wanted to know, know the whole story. That's one of those things where, if, like, if I'm your partner, I'm supposed to be helping you figure this out with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it And it's because it what because it was their personal money. Like, if it had been a work, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, work thing, which I could see how she did, you know, compartmentalize that in her head. Like, I don't. I wouldn't tell my partner everything I was having at work. Well, I got this thing due at the end of the week and it's really – you know, I might say that but it's not something I would feel bad for a couple of days not telling them, right? Because it's a work issue. It's not a, a relationship issue or a family issue. But it was his money. Right. Like, yeah. It, 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 the fact that they invent, invested their personal money kind of changes that calculation a little bit and you shouldn't – even if he wasn't a thing, like you – if your investors don't find out for a week that you lost their money, that's kind of messed up. Like, forget family-wise. Yeah, I mean, from m- my perspective, I think that Brittany should have had Marcelino involved from the very beginning because a lot of the action that they're afraid to take is because they're convicts, like the whole grabbing the furniture out of the warehouse mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, they were talking about that. Well, if you're that worried about, you know, a convict taking it and police questioning it, have Marcelino do yeah. it then. You know, so it's like he could at least help you out with a lot of the things that they were relying on Robert for in the first place because of the fact that they were all convicts and Robert mm-hmm. wasn't. And then she tried to do that thing where she, uh, you know, was like, the reason I didn't tell you is because I respect you more than I respect everybody else. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't help. That doesn't make me feel. It doesn't make him feel better. Um, yeah, but I think Marcelino also should have not focused on, you know, how Brittany was, like, according to him, she was an idiot. She was dumb for trusting these people. Because I think, like, that was the larger yes. part of the argument that was the takeaway. And it was kind of like, you're really blaming the victim here. And it really isn't helping. Yeah, what what she was trying to avoid, as much as she said, like, I'm trying to avoid, I want to, I want him to respect me. I want him to think. It, it, it was really more... She wanted to avoid I told you so because that's that's what was coming. Yeah. And that that that's pretty much what he gave her was I told you so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of I told you so, uh, we have uh, Shane and Lacey. So Lacey's on the phone with John, Big Daddy John, uh, trying to convince him that she didn't choose Shane over him multiple times. She tells us that John has a girlfriend and has reached out to her multiple times since she had her baby, telling her that he was struggling with his addiction. Lacey reasons to us that by marrying Shane and being with him was her way of trying to get rid of drugs being in her life through John. Lacey says that John will always love drugs more than her. Lacey tells John that she still loves him and she doesn't want him to hold anything from the past against her. I would assume that means her calling the cops Mm -hmm. on him. John says that he doesn't and she asks if they can see each other and John kind of takes a moment to hesitate and Buddy eventually agrees. Lacey tells us that she doesn't know the true definition of love, so admitting she loves John is complicated. She says that the good times always stand out to her and John knows her in a way that Shane doesn't. 
She says she just wants attention and she's just not getting it from Shane. And she doesn't want to go home with Shane. Shane admits to Father John that he is depressed because he feels like a nobody. Father John tells him that if he gives his best, he'll get his best. But sitting on ass all day will get him nothing. This real talk has got Shane thinking about how much he loves Lacey and he doesn't want to lose her for messing up. All right, so uh, do you think that Big Daddy John will break up with his girlfriend to be uh, with Lacey? He- or the opportunity to be with Lacey? Because we all kind of know Lacey's MO at this point. She's going to tease getting back together again with John, whether or not she actually chooses him in the end. And if she does choose him in the end, then she's going to be with John and tease going back to Shane. And the thing, she's just going to yes, she's gonna do that sure. the whole way. So the only way this cycle breaks is if one of the two guys is like, yeah, I'm done with your shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I don't know. I just don't – I don't see John doing it. I, I don't. I, th- I, I think mm-hmm. he – I don't know if he would break up with his girlfriend for the opportunity to do it. I think mm-hmm. he would break up if he thought it was definitely going to happen. But his girlfriend mm-hmm. sure might break up with him if he's pursuing the opportunity before they break up. Right. That seems weird to me that, you know, John has been messaging her because the last we heard of John, he had sent her that letter. And when Lacey read it, she was still Mm -hmm. pregnant. So it had to have been at least a couple months from the time of the letter where John all of a sudden like pretended he never sent that letter and starts reaching out to her again? I guess. I mean, I don't know. He j- he just I mean, I don't know because I don't have a relationship like this. And so it's all very like foreign to me, right? To me it's just been like once something's over, it's over. And and I don't they just he just never thinks it's over. I think is what part, what part of it is. Even even I think there's a couple of things here. Like, one, I think that Lacey has somehow reasoned with herself that when she leaves John, she's not leaving John, the person. She's leaving the drug life. You know? She's leaving the drugged out John. She's leaving the drama that comes with the drugged out John. You know? And so she, you know, I can see her thinking like, well, I've always loved John John is not the problem. John on drugs is the problem, right? So I can see why Lacey is kind of like, oh, I'm going to be there. I'm not there, you know, and it really depends on John's sobriety. Sure. And then for John, like maybe that also has something to do with it. Like, and also they have a really long history. It never seemed to me that John ever questioned his loyalty to Mm -hmm. Lacey. You know, I mean, the only reason why he had this girlfriend, wasn't there a scene or something of him? It was like on a Tinder date or something like that. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. And even that seemed very forced. Like he didn't really want to be dating again, but he felt like he should to at least try to move on. Yeah, I think you're right. Because he, he, if you asked him, he always says, I love Lacey and I've always loved Lacey. And like, that's just the end yeah. of the story. Right. And. hmm. But, I mean, it just seems then if that's the case, if what you're saying is the way it goes and she kind of was in love with John but but couldn't, you know, but but felt that he was not choosing her. He was choosing the drugs instead. Mm-hmm. Then she really, really shouldn't have married Shane. Right? And the fact – No, no, that's because true. Because you she can't marry have. somebody you're in love with somebody else. That's pretty, pretty standard. But yeah. the thing is, is when she married Shane, yeah. she would say, I'm done with John. I don't love him anymore. I love Shane. Right? It's just her – she doesn't right. – 
maybe understand like what what's deep inside. She lets the circumstances of what's going on dictate like how mm-hmm. who she loves now, right? It's yeah, no, that's and absolutely that, that's true. Hard yeah. to hard to not deal with, but hard to process for for the situations around you. Because when somebody pisses you off, you decide you love somebody else, and when they piss you off, you decide you love the first person. It doesn't it doesn't it, it can't be stable. No, and I'm. But you're right. That's exactly what she's doing, which is why, like, literally, she just ten minutes ago finds out that you know Shane has been shady texting the right. Sydney girl, runs straight to the bathroom, calls John immediately. Yeah, like, not even hesitate. And then there was a weird thing. So what I noticed is she was in a public bathroom, and they were like filming from outside yes. the door. And yep. then they showed pictures from inside the bathroom, which was clearly not a public bathroom. <laughs> yeah, oh, right? No, right? Of her talking right. and interviewing. Yeah. There was definitely some weird editing because I was there. Because like, I was like, if um, she went I, to this bathroom to have this conversation with John on private, he was on speakerphone. Yeah. Like, it was weird. Yeah. It was so weird. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to my last couple, which is. Oh, Deontay, Nicole, and I guess Tia, too. Ugh. So yeah. it's time for Nicole's job interview at the tanning salon. She comes complete with a resume that has a huge gap on it that the manager immediately notices, and it's from her time in prison. She's pretty pumped that, you know, if she gets this job, she'll have some access to free tanning after five years of getting absolutely no sun in prison. As part of the interview, the manager asks what she got in trouble for, and her crime of robbery really doesn't instill much confidence. Uh, the manager says that she wouldn't be getting a whole like 30 hours a week or anything and then says that, you know, there's a lot of other candidates with more recent experience uh, before Nicole leaves. But when Nicole leaves, she thinks she's had this thing in the bag. It couldn't have gone any better. So anyway, after the interview, Tia gives her a hard time about thinking, always thinking that everything's in the bag, even though nothing ever works out for her. <laughs> so – if this job doesn't work out, though, Nicole is going to need money. And Nicole says that Tia doesn't – that Tia actually comes from family money. So she doesn't know what it's like to be poor and have to work for the money or, you know, worry about where your money's coming from. So, you know, or I should back up. She doesn't have to work for money or alternatively how to take advantage of some dope to get money. So that brings us to Nicole's next suggestion. Maybe instead of a job, we just hit up Deontay for some money. And at this point, Tia's like, that guy's not going to – come on. That's not going to work. Go ahead and call him right now. See if it goes. So um, Tia dares Nicole to call him and test his idiocy. So the cameras are there for both sides of this call and we actually see Deontay um, picking up. On Deontay's side, he's there with Derek who is harshly telling him no and to hang up the phone. Don't answer it. Don't even – what are you doing? Stop. Oh, yeah. man. So yep. Deontay's on the phone and talks. It's a very short conversation. Pretty much, do you want to meet up? OK, let's meet up. And he, when he agrees to meet Nicole, Derek starts telling Deontay that he's an idiot. Deontay tells us yep. – actually tells us something new that um, his first – you know, Nicole 1.0, which was um, – her name was Chelsea, did the same exact kind of relationship, just hit him up for money all the time. And after um, one time when – one instance when he kept ignoring her calls and refused to talk to her or meet with her, she actually died um, as – you know, she was trying to get him back on the hook of an overdose. And he kind of blames himself for the passing. Basically, like, well, if I would have given her some money, it wouldn't have happened. So, right. Eh. So, Derek changes tax and tries something different. Well, 
if you want to get back together with Nicole, what what happy memories do you have with Nicole? You know, besides the time when she was sweet talking you, trying to scam you. But no matter what he says, Derek is positive that Deontay is going to give Nicole another chance, even though she apologized for yeah. literally nothing, especially not leaving him for what Deontay describes as a mix between Justin Bieber, Machine Gun Kelly, and Post Malone. So Deontay says that he's not going to automatically take her back. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but he would feel guilty if he blew her off and something happened. So back with Nicole and Tia, Tia says she's okay with Nicole scamming this guy for money or whatever, but in no way is she going to be letting Nicole go so she can be with him. Okay, so what is oh, – what's Nicole's endgame here? What's her plan? Like it's going to be – his first question is – yeah, but okay. Even Deontay's first question is going to be like, what, what's up with Tia, right? I mean, is, yeah. is she going to be like, I will answer that after you give me 100 bucks? Oh, yeah. She's going to lie about it. Yeah, she's going to lie about it. I think that she kind of interprets Tia, Tia's like conversation with her as Tia giving right. her blessing. Because my my interpretation of what Tia told her was, yeah, sure. See what you can get out of him. Just do not, do not sleep with him. Like pretty much, right? Yeah, don't sleep with him like the, any, anything but that. And yeah, work it, mm -hmm. you know, hustle that guy. Like, it's fine. Right. Scam him. But she seemed to be like kind of OK with that. Uh, maybe because she realizes that Nicole might not get that job because it was kind of funny that, that job. <laughs> there were two things that she said. The first thing is she is right. I don't think it could have gone any sure. better. But the second thing, uh, like... Why does she think she has it in the bag? The lady was telling her, oh, so we have other very qualified candidates that are still, yeah, that are still applying, you know, and somehow Nicole thinks she's going to get it, you know? So it's like, I felt like she was trying to give her like kind of a easy, like let down, like I'm just kind of not trying to, yeah, not trying to get your hopes up. And Nicole walks away from that being like, yeah, I got the job. It's I like, feel like mm. the manager is saying was 100% being like, you're probably not getting this job. So yeah, thanks for coming out. Like, but without saying that, like that's the, right. you know, it's just like that. There's all, and, and without experience, you wouldn't know that maybe, right? I have more life experience. I know what it sounds yeah. like when somebody, when you interview for a job and somebody's like, yeah. You know, we're not super excited about you because I don't want to do that. Nobody wants to do that. It's the same thing of like trying to understand right. in the dating world or when you're trying to, you know, hit on somebody when they're trying to let you down easy. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm recognizing this as you letting me down easy. But no, she doesn't. She has it in the bag. But I think it's weird because I feel like at the beginning, the first time we saw Tia, that she felt bad for Deontay. Like she felt for this guy. She'd been scamming you. She wants to be with me. Whatever, poor guy. But like, I think the fact that he keeps trying to reach out to her, and she's like, "All right, no, fuck this guy now. Take his money. Mm. I don't care." <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I don't really get what Tia's, you know, getting out of this, other than she doesn't want to financially support Nicole. It sounds like because I thought it was also weird that she was just like calling Nicole basically a bad bitch. <laughs> Yeah. Like, all right. Like, it, it, because it's, I mean, it is just like, fine, get your money. I don't care. Because, because at this point, there was, Nicole tried really hard in her first season to make it sound like she mm -hmm. really cared about Deontay. 
right? I really do love him. Now she's now she just like, yeah. And she does <laughs> try the least amount of effort. I've just been thinking about him a lot. And you're like, yeah, you've been thinking about how he gave you money all the time. That's what you've been thinking about. Right. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious that Deontay called Tia a Justin Bieber post okay. alone hybrid because I was just like, hey, didn't I say that? I was like, yeah, she kind of reminded me like she had a Justin Bieber look. I mean, Post Malone is just a face tattoos, right? That's where Post Malone comes in. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know where the machine gun Kelly came in, but. I don't know. Maybe just that style. Punk, the punk kind style. Punk? Right, kind of. The, the dress. Yeah. I would say that. The, the the look is the Bieber look. The the fashion, fashion is Machine Gun Kelly fashion. The face tattoos are Post Malone. Got yeah. it. Worked it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Deontay, I kind of feel bad for him that, you know, Chelsea died. It's not his fault. But I don't see how him giving her money, taking her call would have helped. It just seems to me that that would give her access to more drugs if he gave her money. Yeah. So it's like, and she overdosed. So it's kind of like, I don't understand. He's a, well, like, well, like Derek said, he's the king of all simps, right? And even though yeah. she immediately died of an overdose, he was like, she was calling and asking for help and I didn't help her, right? He just takes everybody at their word. Yeah, but was and she? And just is like, well, the reason she called was because she, she wanted to get clean and she wanted to do better and she needed she needed my help to do it and I didn't give it to her. Like, because that's what she, I'm sure that's what she said. I'm sure she didn't call him and be like, listen, I need money for drugs. I'm going to take your money and spend it on drugs. I'm sure she gave him some story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sad. Uh, speaking of drugged out, let's talk uh, John and Christiana. So, uh, Christiana calls her son, Devin, who is 20 years old. We find out that Christiana had had her son when she was 16, and she lost custody of him when he was 21 months old. Devin's dad got full custody, and Christiana feels so guilty for choosing drugs over her son. She tells Devin that things are good and different this time around. She invites Devin to her wedding with John, and Devin is a bit hesitant and says he needs to think about it because he hasn't even spent any time with her Forget about a large family event. Christiana gets tears in her eyes, but she tells him that she loves him. She really hopes that her son will forgive her someday, but she understands that he's tired of letting, uh, tired of her letting him down. During the commercial break, we revisit the first wedding where Christiana seems to find out for the first time about the whole truck converting to a honeymoon suite. And then that's pretty much all we had for them. Um, what do you think Christiana has to do to make things it, right with just her son? Time. Like, that's all it is. She has to stay. Yeah, agreed. She has to stay sober. She has to stay out of, out of jail. And she yes. has to keep. Yes. Keep her promises. Spending and time with him and. Just time. Yep. Because she spent 20 years getting the relationship to where it is now. So, like. It honestly might take yeah. another 20 years to get it where she wants to be if she can even – if that's even possible. Like some things when they're broken, they, right. they, they're they broken, right? You can make it. You can improve it, but you're never going to fix it altogether. Yeah, and I was going to say at least he seems open, but you just can't ramp up, you know? And I think that's why he was hesitant about, you know, going to this wedding. Sure. You can't just go from like, hey, I'm, you know, going to show up at your wedding, this big – well, and that's another thing too. It's a lot of pressure on him. That's a lot of pressure on him. That that's, that scenario mm -hmm. 
is a, no, you're here. Everybody's supposed to be happy. Everybody's going to think you're an asshole if you're not happy and dancing and doing whatever. It's a yeah. wedding, right? You're, and then so to kind of have that be like the big reintroduction. And there's focus on you because, you know, you're the son. Right. And she, it's going to put it, – it, it, it yeah. puts a lot of pressure on him like that, that isn't, isn't totally necessary. Yeah. So I get – I totally understand his hesitancy there. But I also understand why she wants him to be there. Yeah. Yeah. She wants her son part of her life and, you know, during the important happy parts too. So, yeah, definitely. All right. So that's pretty much all we had for our couples that we saw. We did not see Amber and Puppy and – who else did we miss? Oh, um, dummy, 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 John. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Sean and Sarah. Yeah. Yes. Which I'm excited about next week because it looks like they're going to be on. And so we're going to hear about what's going on with them. More secrets. I have a yeah. teasing more secrets. Yep. Right. Right. So uh, out of the group this week, who was your student of the week? I went with Christiana because. Uh, I did she, too. I mean, what she did was good it was right she did the thing she didn't yes. she didn't lay it on too thick she seems like i would like this no. to happen i understand if it if, if that's not like she she kind of understands that it can't be all everything right away and that she has to work to rebuild stuff right and she understands that it's his decision right. she didn't try in any way to guilt mm-hmm. him I thought that, you know, during the interview part when she was talking about their relationship, she knows what's going on. She knows how he could be feeling. And I think, like, approaching it with that kind of um, understanding, I think, is how she's going to slowly rebuild a relationship with her son. So, yeah, I really appreciated um, her insight and thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. about it all and – yeah, like and how she's approaching it too. So yes, I agree. It's Christiana right. student of the week. I went with uh, Brittany from Brittany and Ray um, mm-hmm. because okay. of the spoil me crap at the beginning. <laughs> like, yes, he's going to take care of me. That my, that paycheck belongs to me. And he was apparently the especially the way she kind of thought he was supposed to just know that's the right thing to do, and he's supposed mm-hmm. to do that because mm-hmm. the way she said it to her friend in the store it did not sound like they had a conversation. Where she was like that, where she was just like, a good man would know to spend his entire first paycheck on me. And that's my test for him. And just all, it's just entitled stuff. I don't like entitlement. Yeah. Okay. So my dunce, I'm going to give it to Marcelino this week. I did not like how he reacted to the news. And I get it. I'm not saying that. You know, uh, Brittany wasn't wrong for hiding it from him. She should have told him. I think it would have helped up their situation in like a lot of different aspects, right? He could have helped them actually out with the situation itself. Um, It would have saved her from Marcelino having trust issues. Um, But just like his general reaction, the fact that he left and she was just like telling him not to go and... His stupid pants, <laughs> like there's a lot going on with Marceline. Yeah, this I mean, week. It, he also just started the way the way kind of something got mentioned about you know that thing with Robert, and he started he started like pacing around like he was a dog that you said the word treats in yeah. front of, and he was like, "What? What's going on? What's going? Yeah. Where is it? Huh? What are you? Doing? What? Yeah. I didn't know." Yeah, totally. All right. Um, what All right. Your so life my life lesson? lesson is actually geared to them. It says when you're. Breaking bad news, right? You have bad news that you're trying to break. You just got to get to the worst part first, right? You can't tell the story in such a way as like Robert's on drugs. Oh, that's bad. Oh, yeah. And you like the bank accounts. Wait, that's worse. 
oh yeah, and he stole all the money. <laughs> it's like, what? stop telling a story oh, where I keep gosh. thinking we reached bottom and you keep making it worse. Just let's start with <laughs> the money's gone because Robert's on drugs and he took the bank account, locked the bank accounts. Oh, God. Well, you know, and that's the other thing too. Brittany wasn't really expecting to have that conversation right then. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if everyone does this, but I feel like I'm kind of a more anxious person, so I'm more likely to do something like this. But I always like kind of plan out, especially if it's, uh, you know, something like this where it's like conflict. I usually plan right. out what I'm going to say, right? Yes, yes. And you'd think that's what she would be doing. How can I, how can I yeah. smooth this out as best we can? Yeah. Right. But if I'm on the spot, yeah, it's going to come out all clumsy like Brittany. <laughs> yeah. All right. My life lesson is actually geared towards yeah. uh, Deontay. Um, you know, and I thought Derek brought up a really good point about the fact that Nicole had never apologized or never recognized any wrongdoing at all in their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So my life lesson is you should never consider taking back an ex unless you resolve all the issues from the past or there's some kind of significant shift or actionable items, things towards some kind of measurable change. And we've actually this might have been piece of my uh, life lesson in the past. But I mean, you know, exes that come back together, it's like you can't just take someone's word for it that things will be different this time you know you can't just say like Mm -hmm. oh you know i've changed we should get back together again okay it's like no you really have to have some kind of proof or something has to have happened for you to really truly believe that the other person wants to change and has changed you can't just like take it i'm a new man this time (sighs) And because and part of that is tricky because you have that history, right? A lot of times, even if you mm. have significantly changed, once you get back together with that person, you fall into old habits really easily, right? Oh yeah. And it's like, man, if well, I had I'm a not new... even saying that's guaranteeing success. Right? No, no, no. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm not saying, even yeah. saying that's guaranteeing success. I'm just saying like that should be like minimum to consider getting back with an ex. And like Deontay, like he's not even getting any kind of apology. So it's like, guess what? You're dating the exact same girl with the exact same problems you had, which means that she'll probably be like, you know, uh, sneaking around with her exes and, you know, trying to get as much as she can out of you. And mm-hmm. it's like. Why doesn't he get that that same shitty relationship that he didn't want to really he wanted to be with her, but he didn't want that particular relationship where he wasn't getting any and having to do all these things for her. Right. Like, right. Get disrespected and mistreated. It's like you're basically asking to be in the same situation because she's not acknowledging that anything's any different. Yeah, I I would be surprised, actually, when when they get together. I would be surprised if she Mm -hmm. even lies about that. Like if she even says like, oh no, we'll yeah. we'll we'll sleep together or we'll 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 be intimate. I think she'd be like, no, I'm not ready for that yet. But still, money, 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 please. Like, yeah. Well, I can see her playing up the boob job yes. thing because you know that would be a big ticket item for her to get from him. I could see her being like, well, I don't want you to see me naked before. Yeah, I don't want you to see me naked before mm-hmm. the boob job. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, okay, we just have sex. Keep your top on. I don't care. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you definitely don't need to be topless for that. <laughs> we can all attest. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've already seen. I don't even need limbs, really. 
Oh, R.A.P. Nicole Jr. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, apparently, we'll get some more information on Sean and Sarah. And next week, it also looks like... Uh, well, it looks like Brittany, Brittany tracked down John who took the money, it looks like. That looks Ooh, like fun. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So we'll be back next week. And until then. All right. See everybody then. Okay. All right. Bye. bye.